Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. The heart, according to the Bible, is part of man's spiritual makeup. It is the center where emotions and desires begin, and it is the heart that drives a man to take action. This Tuesday, Bishop Dag will enlighten you on five ways that you can determine whether something is in your heart or not. You will also learn the importance of appreciating efforts that are made for you and the need to analyze and watch what is in your heart well. Enjoy today's word. chapter 12 and I want us to pray about what we see there in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 it says I beseech you therefore brethren it means I beg you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies or that you present yourselves Amen. A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God. Which is your reasonable service to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. So, the will of God is good. And when you follow the will of God, in the end, you prove, you prove that it's good. Do you see? You prove that the will of God is good. It's a good thing. Amen. And, um, so today I want us to Pray because you see there are some mysteries hidden in this beautiful scripture which lead to prosperity and blessings which I mean we all, we all desire and want but they do lead to changes in our lives so if we start from the back you, you can see and we, this is a prayer time it's not a, I'm not preaching it says, be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed. Because this is a time of direction. I feel that God is giving some people direction. Those of you watching online, I feel that God is giving somebody direction. Amen. And it is a form of direction that, for me, I have found uh, quite profound, although it is embedded in a mystery. He said, be, be, 
be not conformed to this world and be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you prove the will of God. You prove to everybody, including your family, including your friends and including your mockers. Do you see? And including all your mockers and all your detractors and all those who hate you, you prove to them what is that good. Look at the verse. You may prove what is the good will. You see, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You prove what the will of God is. You prove that this is the will of God. You see? So the will of God is a good thing. And it is a perfect thing. And it's an acceptable thing. But you can prove. Put the scripture back, please. You can prove. Are you you seeing the scripture? You can prove that the will of God is good. It's a good thing. That is actually an acceptable thing. And it is a perfect thing. The will of God is something perfect. Like if the will of God says you should forgive, you find out with time that it is a good thing to forgive. You find out that it is acceptable and it's actually a perfect way to go. And that you can't even live without forgiving. Because somebody is going to offend you. All right? Now, what is, in this verse, we are seeing two mystery secrets about proving the will of God. And the first one is that don't be conformed to the world. So I want us to pray, Lord, what wisdom am I following trying to be like the world? You know, we really admire the world, the world's ways. And we often want to be like the world. We, we often want to be like the world. And uh, in our dressing, in our cars, our houses, our lives, the, ch- the schools our children go to, the decisions we take, many of them are not the will of God. But because the world does it there's pressure on us to, 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 to we want to show to the world that you know we are not bad we are not bad at all you get what I'm saying one time I saw somebody sending his child to a school and the school right cost so much money that I, I didn't understand why the person wants his child to go to that school. Of course, I didn't say. It's not everything you say. Some you think. So I was wondering, why? Why? What is the reason? Everybody say, Why? Many, many times we don't even know the reasons because all the successful rich people, that's the school that their child goes to. So my child should also go. Meanwhile, in your area, there is a good school there, which is not bad at all. 
But you want your child to be like the other children from a so-called whatever school. Do you see? And you'll be saying all sorts of things about the curriculum of the school. Meanwhile, you don't know anything about education. I remember a brother uh, who was uh, telling me that he doesn't want his child to go to whatever. He wants his child to go to school in America. I said, wow. So I asked him, where, where did you go to school? And uh, somewhere in the western region. He went to school somewhere in the western region. So because of that, he forsook his mission. And uh, he wants his child to go to school, wherever. You know, all through my life, and I've been a pastor for um, quite a number of years. I've seen people taking many decisions just to conform to the world. They don't even, they are not aware of it, that I want to be like this. Even when you say I work in the church, it doesn't, the ch- working in the church may be better than working in wherever you are. But the sound of I work in a church doesn't sound as powerful as I work in HSBC Bank. Does it sound as powerful? It doesn't. If you, you, you go to work at Martin Luther Boulevard, it sounds more powerful than you go to work at Paco Brown Street in Collegono. You get it? I'm saying this because many of us are taking decisions. Yes, decisions just to be like the world. But you have to take a decision not conforming to the world. In the end, it will prove, you prove that you is the good and the perfect will of God. Amen. Shall we stand to our feet for a moment? And I want us to just pray any revelation God is giving you concerning your unconscious desire to be like the world Lord deliver me from it at this moment everyone praying right now just lift your voice and just we are spending Bible says my house shall be called a house of prayer Father we are praying in the name of Jesus yes Jesus. Oh yes.
remember visova varadike soramana shome vatize veredike so paradie ke sodala mekanta fino mo marano bebelesto sedando balaba marine ke tola magaidelele leo mabaradike stola malelo da vestola mabaradike selabro nacelo melala veredike varadike ke stola bada mera Oh yes, guide me. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I remember one day I was speaking to a brother. I don't know. I don't know who I was even speaking to. And I was telling them something about not owing money. And it, I don't think it was in Ghana. And then they told me, no, no, we have to owe. Because then they used one of these saladical words, wet salads, that your credit, your credit score, or your credit what? Credit ratings will not be high if you don't owe and then be paid something. I mean, they use some words. I said it is nonsense. It is better to not owe than to owe and the bank, the bank will tell you or somebody will tell you your credit, whatever is whatever. How does it help? But it was like whatever. You know, and the, all the things based on the world's system and mind that this is good. That's why the Bible says, do not be conformed. Don't, don't measure yourself by what the world system has Even think through it, you realize that doesn't even make sense. And today, perversions are being superimposed on entire populations. I mean, complete perversions are being imposed. That one to accept it. It's almost like you cannot even think clearly anymore. So, you, you have to have the wisdom of God. And I'm saying that one of the things that takes us away from the perfect, beautiful, nice will of God for your life is a desire mostly unconscious, mostly you are not aware of it, to be like it affects me too, I, I, I also have that tendency, everybody has it, but before you realize you are out of the will of God because of that so in every area, we are praying, Lord sometimes, sometimes the, the only thing, the right thing to do is to just not be like the world Sometimes that is actually the only good thing. Like, you don't even know what to do, but okay, I will not do. And that's, that's the wisdom that has helped us in this church. I'm not, I'm not a financial analyst, but just don't, don't owe money. I prefer to have uncompleted buildings and projects than to owe money. Yes. They calculate mortgages when the dollar changes by itself, like as if it is playing dice or something. How does it work? I think it multiplies. They, they multiply everything. Yes. It's not easy. So, lift your hand. If maybe that is the only, somebody watching me online. Are there people online? Oh yes. Oh yes. Those of you online, God bless you. You are welcome. Facebook, uh, YouTube, you are welcome. You are the ones who need it more. <laughs> we also have debts, but not as much. Hey. I hope I'm not talking too much. Hmm. 
lift your hand and just say, Lord, hey, if it is only that I should not be conformed to this world, show Jesus. me, show me, show, show me, Lord. Show me, Lord, your wisdom me, Lord. for my life. My God. Mantara mandala mandala vasambre de vistoma. Tena varedekestora mindeglis. Maro mendekezo leveni levere de lemena. Shora bavara dikesore medelikes. Nefenda vizomara midelekes. Tegla bovene demono zavene kenoma vino mojebele. Parana modelegeste. Sora bavara die. Sore medelikesto. Mofere dikesta. Shora bavide lekeso. Mande vezo vize levene levene. Para do bocosia, hey, o para da batizo mamemem. Ande cobocosia, repende le mena, mora matu que se repende le mena nama. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Chora maia da para da para, mam para da para vele que suente que me remena. Onde me fere vida le men, chora vida gaste, chora para dia sonda lhe mena. Repende toque para dentro, chora me jeli que sana nama.
So when on the occasions when God gives me a revelation which is a new idea or a new thought or a new mind a new opinion something new I have jumped out of my bed yes because I can sense a great change is coming to my whole life from this new thought or new idea or new information not information but because usually it's guidance or something to do yes it's usually I jump usually if I'm like I just start walking because I can sense that something is happening that's why if I go and pray to wait on God and I don't get any new revelation I feel God hasn't and usually he hasn't I, I mean he hasn't uh, Anika you see here can you show us the videos you sent me yeah give it to them give it to them I want to show you something oh yes your life look so so I want to say something so before this service ends pray about it are you with me like before the service finishes God would put in you like a, a new thought or a new direction or a new idea or new something that is you that will transform your life and change your life wow wow you know when I was lying down it was a blue carpet I was lying down on a blue carpet in my room have you sent it to the people yeah I was lying down on a blue carpet in my room and uh, I was doing a business this business was running a tipper truck I had a tipper truck yes I don't come from a poor family apart from everything I just want you to not be confused my, my mother gave me thousands of dollars at one point in my, in my life oh yes and I decided huh? and I'm not ashamed of it and I invested in this business that apart from other things apart from having my own house and I'm not ashamed of it one day I was lying down on the carpet and the Holy Spirit said to me give thyself wholly to the ministry I got up I got up I said my life was about to be transformed in fact my life was transformed it means stop everything that was what it meant to me I called for my drivers my managers I had employees that I have when it was uh, 
renovated, uh, whatever, expanded under Rawlings or under one of these other governments. I was part of that business, not the government business. They tracked the small sand and stones. I was speaking, that's all. Please. <laughs> yes, that's all. But a new, it was in the morning, and my wife was working at a, a, a revolutionary place for her national service. I was at home. I was praying. She had gone to work. Then suddenly, give thyself holy. I was reading the Bible. Give thyself holy. I started to get, I got up. You see, that he was, was being born into the ministry in this one second. And I was just entering into the ministry. My whole life was changing. I pray that before this service ends, God may give you something that will change your whole marriage, your whole life, your whole business, your ministry, everything about you. I'm telling you. That, that's, that's what I believe in, in praying to, the whole, to God. And, and a new idea gives you a new mind and a renewed mind gives you the transformation. Put the scripture there. New, be transformed. I'd like you to see it, it transformed by the new mind. Amazing. I was being born into the ministry. This work I'm doing now. Yeah. Oh, no, I just came from Rwanda, from Madagascar, from Rwanda, from where did I, again did I go? Central African Republic, from Malaysia, Korea, Philippines, all over. Just all ministry. It's like I'm giving myself holy. If I want to just allow people's things to invite me, I will not come home for two years. Oh, I won't lie to you. I won't come home for two years. That's how much it is. Now, one day, I feel a new mind. No, I don't know whether you are seeing a total transformation in your life is about to take place. Pray for it. Oh. God, God, he speaks. Oh. And you see, the, the extent of change of your life is the extent of newness of mind God can give to you. The extent to which God can give you a new mind is the extent to which God can change you. The extent to which he can give you a new mind. He can say, join this church. He can say, do this. He can say, stop what you are doing. He can say, start what you are doing. He can reveal things to you and you will listen. Sit down. One day, I went, I was praying somewhere. You know, I prayed and God didn't seem to be minding me. So, and, and uh, how many have ever prayed and you just wonder that, is God alive? Like, Everything is the same. There's, there's no sound. There's no change. There's no movement. There's nothing. It's like you just prayed and it's like that's all. But you see, God hears every single word you pray. But anyway, on the last day, I think it was one of the days, I went to sleep. Now, one of the things you must do when you are waiting on God is to sleep. 
Yes. Napatasura Mashandaraba. Yes. And and expect to hear from God in a dream. Yes. And there are also dreams that come when you are trying to pray, but you fall asleep as you are praying, and then you wake up. And in those falling asleep, there are directions that come. Just as a diversion, one time Rick Joyner was waiting on the road and the Lord told him to go home. Go home and sleep. I will speak to you in the night. And that's one of the wildest visions he had. In the middle of the night, the Lord himself walked into the room and laid hands on him in his bed five times and said, I've given you five gifts. And he said, each time when he put his hand on him, he felt as if he was going to explode. But he didn't explode. Five times. And he said, somebody will explain it to you. And somebody else rather came and said, the Lord has visited you. And this is the meaning of the visitation. Another mystery. But anyway, I slept. When I woke up, I was crying so much that my pillow was wet and I was crying in the dream or vision or whatever I had was that cripples are not cared for cripples like people who have lost their handicapped yes disabled I was actually crying and not from my I wasn't thinking about anybody like that and then I felt that the Lord was telling me that build a hospital for such people and help them oh yes so when they sent me look at it this is our new hospital look at this man he's been given this leg Look at it. That's, that's your hospital. It's called Hope Center. Yes. Center of Hope. This man was using crutches. Do you have the crutches, the ones when they are holding the crutches before? Look at this lady. This is all your, and it's all free of charge. These are the first, the, the first few people that are being given. These are the people that hold crutches and walk in town. That's the hospital. And that's the wow. Do you have the other ones? You have some other, you had some other ones to us. Beautiful. When I saw this, I said, Oh, it's happening practically. That the people that I saw in my dream. Do you see? They are real people. Plenty. And I, I don't know if you've seen them walking with the crutches. Yes. Beautiful. Great changes and great things are born 
when God can put something new in your mind that you haven't that is from God a new mind brings a great change it brings a transformation oh yes they are going to show us are you showing us oh yes how many of you believe that the Holy Spirit does speak believe me sometimes you'll be going straight and say turn you turn so but everybody will laugh at me ah transformation was coming and you, 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 you said no newness wow be ye transformed be ye transformed by the new mind that I give so that's why when a new thought and a new idea comes into your mind be open to the, that is from the Holy Spirit not demonic thoughts not demonic thoughts you must know the difference between demonic thoughts and spiritual thoughts from the Holy Spirit oh yes I think we can go home now I, I, I think we've had enough yes yes show us one more are you guys ready quickly new thoughts oh yes what a blessing so this is yeah another one is it the same thing show us the other one we want to see the other one but look at this even it's nice to even watch this So they are learning how to walk. That is why they, uh, they are holding the bars. You have to learn how to walk. Yes. I didn't know that, but you have to learn how to walk again. And I don't know if you have seen somebody with a big wooden leg. Uh-huh. You see, that one is heavier. So some of them prefer crutches to that. But this is the modern so we brought people from abroad to come and set up uh-huh. this is it this is the man and that's our hospital that's your hospital that you built with your contributions are you clapping or you are just staring are you clapping or you are staring Start it again. Start it again. Start. I want to see the man coming. That's your hospital that you built. Wow. Wow. And you have the next one. Is there another one after this? So this. Uh-huh, so this is yes so this is it so we are treating next one look at that huh show us the pictures brother amazing we want to see show us the picture move to the picture Oh yes. 
Uau! Next picture. If you have pictures, please show us the pictures. Look at a very big, mighty man like this. Huh? And you see where the leg is cut off is very high. So you need something with a joint. Yes. Keep showing more pictures. If you don't have, tell us so that we move on. We, we, we. It's not working anymore. Okay, beautiful. But I think you've seen enough. see such things you don't like to look it, it, it has that feeling I don't even want to know yes so that's why God showed it to me in a dream but I don't also like such things so God showed it to me in a dream everything we are doing here is free yeah there's not even you don't pay even one CD oh yes and it costs you can go on the internet and check how much it costs to do for one person Every standing. Pray for revelation. New mind, change of life, change of whole life. New mind, change of whole life. New mind, transformation. Yes. Father, we pray for the spirit of revelation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for the spirit of revelation. Spirit of revelation. Spirit of revelation. Spirit of revelation. Oh, Lord. Yes. Your spirit of revelation. Lord. Mando vesto mamene nieketo varadile so remember dike stolama varanake telemena your death is a video. Yes, I lift my hands, oh God. That you will renew my mind. Renew my mind. And transform my life. And transform Give my life. Give me the revelation. Give me revelation. The wisdom. Wisdom. The understanding. The understanding. The new things. Oh, the new things. That you have. My for me, God. Lord. My God. I'm a
Father, I thank you mm. for your blessing. Yes, Lord. Lay your hands on your head, Father. Jesus. Our, our, our mind and our hearts are open to new, thoughts, to new ideas, Lord. Yo. To revelations, Lord. Yes, Lord. To guidance from hey. you, Lord. To inputs from Man you. Lord. You speak to us, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Show us the way, Lead us, Lord. Let us not be conformed to this world. But let us be transformed by renewal transformed. You know, a thousand words will be said here is changing everything about my life. Father, I'm so grateful for touching our lives today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Wow. You know, how many times I've jumped in my praying place, wherever, jumped, started walking. I remember one night I jumped. I jumped in my, in my study. Wow. Pray. You see, God is real and he does speak. Yes. Once I was talking to a man of God that I was showing honor and respect. I told him that there's nothing you can say that makes me honor you. God told me to honor you. That's why I honor you. That's all. It's finished. There's nothing you can say that makes me honor you more or less or what somebody will say, tell me that makes you respect me, honor you God told me, honor this man, that's all and that is the beginning and the end of that matter for me simple there's nothing anybody can say to make me not honor you so when God speaks to you it changes your life and it leads you and I know today not only today but maybe you'll be listening you know, on something or maybe on flow but we're starting again, flow and any other time reading your Bible, God is with you his angel is with you, his presence is with you, in Jesus name Amen and uh, those of you on Facebook YouTube, ah you are special, you are special. only I don't want you to eat lunch whilst we are having church service, this is not I have with you that just wait till after the service then you eat hmm? am I asking too much but God is blessing you amen I want us to take out our offering today oh yes listen God is going to bless us mightily you know some how many are happy about this hospital idea? Oh, yes. And I can also tell you that we've started the, our third hospital for the blind. This one is for the blind. 
And I hope one day I'll also be showing you a picture that this person was blind, but has had an operation or some medical care and now can see. Because there are things like that. How many will be excited to see that something like that has happened? Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Jesus said, I was sick. You didn't mind me. I was in prison. You didn't mind me. I was everything. Church of Pentecost was that they built even a prison to make it easier for prisoners. It's just the same as visiting the prisons. They actually built a prison, which is also something maybe we should do because it's like you can't even make them where they are. You know, one time we went to the prison, we wanted to put an air conditioner. We wanted to put an air conditioner because when you, I showed a picture, they were sleeping together, very hot. It was wild. We wanted to fix air conditioner, but we were not able to, we were not allowed. How many would like to air condition the prisons? If they would allow us. Would you join to air condition the prisons for the people? Can you imagine how hot it is? Anyway, it is a blessing. So today, I want us to take out our offering. Uh, everyone, I want you to give generously um, to support. A lot of things we don't say, we don't ask, but we are doing. It is to encourage you also to give. So everyone, take out your special offering this afternoon. And uh, I believe I've taken more time than I was allowed. So please take out your offering. And um, what a blessing to be able to give an offering on Sunday. Some people are dead. They are not in church. We cannot give offerings, but we are here. And we can give. Now, no matter the crisis that we are experiencing financially, I want you to know that there's crisis everywhere it's not only Ghana, just by the way. Ours is serious, but it is everywhere also. <laughs> but you see, those of us who have lived through revolutions, those times, people developed, uh, they lost weight, and their collarbone was called Rollins chain at that time. Yes. There was a time in Ghana where there was nothing like bread. Do you, do you remember that time? No. There was no bread like you can't buy bread. Huh? No bakery could bake. There was no flour. There was no whatever. And not that it's expensive. You can't. There was no bread. At that time, my father went to work in Gambia or somewhere. So he used to send us bread in a sack, like a cement bag, like this, full of bread, loaves of bread from, from Gambia. And we would go to the airport to pick it. We would go to the airport to pick our sack of loaves. In Ghana. Oh, yes. I had a friend who had, whose mother had a bakery. She, he became a closer friend because of that bakery. Yes. The brother is dead now, but he was my friend. 
So anyway, God is going to see us through. You come out as the next richest man. By everybody will be surprised. Amen. Father, we thank you for this offering. We give it to you in Jesus' name. Bless us, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Ashes receive the offering. Let's welcome. Is it choir or concert or what? What? What do you have? The same. Concert. Concert. I believe that there are some concert stars going to sing and then after that is preaching time amen how many are already blessed and you can even go home oh yes I believe it online um, it's right there giving flowoffering.com wherever you are in the world don't watch and not give don't li- maybe you are driving in your car just listening don't drive and not give stop go into a petrol station or anywhere and stop there and take your phone and give even 10 CDs, which is now less than it used to be, but whatever you have, sow your seed. It's a blessing. Amen.
Bye. 
I think as time goes on, the testimonies of what God has used you to do in the lives of so many different people uh, in the entire church keep on multiplying and increasing. And I thought it was important for us to account and speak for some of them and try to let you know what you mean to people who you may never have the chance to speak to personally or may never have the chance to explain to you what you have been to them. Um, the word of God shows us that God sends people into our lives, his servants, um, and anoints them to be agents of blessing for us and to open the door for provision, for guidance, for miracles, and for a touch from God. And I wanted you to know some of the testimonies of the lives of people who have been greatly touched by your ministry and by your kindness. And I also wanted um, the church to take the time to acknowledge the miracles and the blessings and the manifestation of God's power that we have both seen and experienced. The Bible shows us that the prophet is an agent for deliverance. All through the Old Testament, we see God delivering the nation of Israel through his prophets and through his servants. In the New Testament, we see the church being rescued from wickedness and from destruction through the power and the anointing upon God's servants. And here in the first half church, we have many of such testimonies. The one which comes to mind is of our sister Eugenia, who was in Ukraine right before the war broke out um, across the country. And she speaks of how she and her husband would have been stuck in the middle of the war. And God knows what would have happened to them if it wasn't for the fact that you had called for both of them to come to Ghana. 
it's a little more emotional for her because she was pregnant at the time. And through your ministry and through the many things that you said and did for her family, she left Ukraine right before the war started and um, has been with us as a church family. And I'm pleased to announce that they have a brand new baby by the grace of God. The family is intact and truly God has rescued and delivered Eugenia and her family from a horrible, horrible possibility. And it just goes to show the presence of God with you and the prophetic tongue that the Lord has put into your mouth. Be a blessing to the first of church and to all of us. We received a message on a Sunday saying that Prophet was asking us to come to Ghana as soon as possible. And we had no idea how it was going to happen. I received my visa within a few days when usually I need about three weeks before I can receive my visa to come to Ghana because I'm a citizen of Ukraine. Immediately we left Ukraine on a Friday, exactly one week later, the war broke out in Ukraine. I don't know what else this is, if not a miracle. I thank God for the life of the prophet. We also see in scripture that the prophet is an agent of improvement. Um, the Bible tells the story of the land which was barren and how God used his prophet to heal the land of his barrenness. And I can say um, many people's lives have been improved by your ministry and by the grace of God on your life. Particularly my friend Ajiman comes to mind. And um, when he tells me of what he was in the life that he lived, I can see how strongly God has touched and influenced his life through your ministry. Hello, Prophet. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Meeting you has been an encounter of my life. It has greatly improved my life. Looking back growing up, I lost my dad at a very early age and then when I got to the university, by God's grace, I joined the church, I gave my life to Christ. And I used to, looking at the life I used to live way back from Kumase, you know, there's no nightclub in Kumase I've not been to, from Keravi to Yegola to Genesis nightclub, I've been all, all over. But meeting you by God's grace, I gave my life to Christ. My life started to change. My life greatly improved. Not because of the school I went to, you know, anytime I tell people my school, they keep laughing. I mean, and I'm the last in my family, the last of 10, and nobody expected much from me. And after school, I lost my mom, and I had nobody, but you're the only one I had. So that became the highlight of my life. I got an opportunity to serve God, came into full time, and my life began to change. You know, my life has improved so much. I've learned how to preach by God's grace. I'm a married man. I have two children, only to the glory of God. Meeting has also been a great blessing. I've been able to travel outside the country, not through any family connection, not through any, not through any academic connection, but meeting you alone. Thank you so much. You've really been an agent of improvement of my life. If today I can confidently say I drink tea, it's because of you. If today I play golf, you know, looking at the village I'm coming from, I don't know anybody who plays golf. Um, it's, it's been a great highlight of my life. Driving. I don't think my life would have been the way it is today. So much improved, so much enriched. If it wasn't you, looking back at my family, my other siblings, I'm different. It's almost like the stone that the builders rejected has now become a cornerstone. So much respected in my family. They run things by me. They call me pastor, 
reverend, bishop. I mean, if today I sit as a pastor, as a reverend, as a bishop, not because of my holiness, I wouldn't say I would have been born again. I wouldn't say I would have been a pastor. But of a truth, meeting you has been a highlight of my life. So I'd like to say thank you so much, Prophet. Today we honor you. We honor you. You're a true prophet and agent of an improvement. And I thank you so much. I thank I pledge my life, my everything to you because I met you and my life has greatly improved. A prophet is your agent of prosperity. I wanted to share with you Israel's story. Um, he'll probably tell it best himself. Um, but the long and short of it is Israel is a young man who at a very young age has built a four bedroom house in a prime area in Accra. And he attributes everything that he has to a word that you gave him when he met you in his office. I want to thank you, Prophet, for encouraging us in Lambeth to get into building. As a young person, I never thought it was possible. But after that meeting, I was encouraged to wear land, started building by the grace of God. I have a very big building in a very nice community. Thank you, Prophet. I also wanted to share with you Josiah's very touching testimony of how God used you as an agent to preserve and deliver him from death. Josiah came to church on Sunday and as our church's custom is, you spoke a word of blessing over us for the week. That Sunday, the Holy Spirit led you to rebuke death and to speak safety and God's protection over all of us. It just so happened that that very week, uh, Josiah was driving on the Accra Tema motorway and had a terrible accident where his car was completely mangled. The terrifying pictures show what could have happened and what many who were watching the accident on the side of the road assumed had happened. And Josiah came out of that car completely unharmed, completely whole, completely well, because angels protected him that day. And the scriptures tell us that angels are sent because of prayers. And I know that those prayers you spoke on Sunday under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit preserved his life. And today he's alive and serving God in church because God sent you as his servant and his agent to preserve the lives of his people. On the 26th of December, I was driving on the way to church with a message playing in my car entitled Worldly Version and Godly Version in the camp who is it all coming about. And I remember you speaking and praying for us, saying that things that happen to those in the world will not happen to us because we are born of God. And I didn't know that, I didn't know when I would be able to apply, but right then and there, I found myself in an accident. A motor crossed me and the car ended up in a ditch. And the car was so messed up and the impact was so great that so many people who were looking on and witnessed what happened didn't think I would make it. But I got out of the car without a single scratch to the glory of God. And I just want to say thank you, Prophet, for encouraging us and, and speaking over our lives. I could keep going on and on and talk about all the things that you are to us and you have been to us. It's difficult to find a balance between appreciating and being thankful to you for your love and your kindness and also making sure to honor the great anointing and the great power that works amongst us every week. This is our attempt and um, I just wanted to know how much we love you, how much I love you, how much we appreciate your guidance, your wisdom, your prayers, your words, 
your the opportunities that you give us. I wanted you to know that we recognize that we have one of the greatest anointings walking the earth today and that we treasure every word, every prayer and every hand that you have stretched towards us. God bless and preserve you. We honor you as our prophet. We honor you as our father. We honor you as God's gift. And we pray that you live many, many years to continue being a blessing to us. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Prophet. We love you. Thank you, Prophet. Thank you, Prophet. Thank you, Prophet. Thank you, Prophet. to share with you about faithfulness being faithful and being the same faithful what does it mean faithful means constant 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 reliable reliable dependable dependable what else unflinching it means to continue in the same thing unwavering it means to remain the same it means you are there all the time and I believe that this is the basis for all our rewards in heaven. And so you realize that what quality God seems to be most concerned about is your reliability. Everything hinges on it. So that is what it means. Now the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, it is required. 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 In stewards. In stewards. In stewards. In stewards. In stewards. That a man be found faithful. That a man should be found faithful. That a man is faithful. That a man be found faithful. Oh, come on, give God praise. What a day. What a gift, what a blessing, what a wonderful gift from God. Come on, first love church, give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. We are blessed in this church with a wonderful gift from God. And, um, Today is our Honor Your Prophet Sunday and it's our opportunity to appreciate and to notice the gift of God that was sent to us from heaven um, in the person of our pastor and our prophet, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Amen. And it is, it is, it is required in stewards that a man is found faithful. Amen. And we are thanking God that the requirement was met when he sent us our steward. Amen. And so today, Daddy, as we come up to preach, we want to say to you, we love you. Um, and 
we notice we notice what God has used you to do and we notice that you have been an agent for many things in our personal lives in our callings in our relationship with God in our overall well-being happiness and blessing God has used you as the agent and the doorway into many things and so we stand as your church as your children to honor you and to say we love what God has given us and we notice we notice that's why our banners say keep building the churches keep teaching we love the camps we love the songs we love you know we've taken our time to try to notice and appreciate everything that God has used you to do and so first love church as our father comes up to preach on this exciting day we want to sing a different song the song we want to sing is our song of appreciation which says dear prophet precious to us your efforts are seen by us are you ready right before the word of god let's sing it a few times dear prophet precious to us your efforts are seen by us and we are just saying we're just saying thanks just saying thanks precious to us your efforts are seen by us and we are just saying just saying we love you we love we thank you we appreciate you appreciate we love you and we thank you and we really 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 appreciate come on one more time dear prophet your efforts are seen by us and we are just saying we're just saying thanks Dear prophet, your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying, just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate. Sing, we love you. We love you. We thank. We really, really. Come on, first up, church. One more time. Dear prophet, dear prophet, precious. Your efforts, and we are. Are you excited? Just saying thanks. Precious to us, your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying. Just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate. Ladies and gentlemen, your father, my father, your pastor. Your prophet, honor the anointing, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Come on, make some noise. Come on, make some noise. Come on, make some noise. I can't hear you. We really appreciate We love you. We thank you. We really appreciate you. 
Let us let us pray, let us pray, let us pray. Father, thank you for this amazing time. In Jesus' name, we are grateful, Lord. Have mercy on us. Help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name, we are grateful. Amen. Thank you all very much. I love you all very much. Please. Please don't make me cry this Sunday morning, please. We are grateful for your gifts and your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. Well, I must say that watching all those pictures brought tears to my eyes. Can remember all the different meetings and camps and different things that we have done as a church and all the different little groups talking, plenty talking and plenty meetings of different types. It's been a great blessing and I thank you all for your love and I remember, I remember in my book, Those Who Honor You, one of the points in one of the chapters was that to honor is to notice. Because, for instance, you can be in a country and uh, you can do something great in a nation, but the nation doesn't even notice. And 
So they, because they don't notice, they don't accord any acknowledgement or even respect. So one of the uh, facets or elements of honor is to notice what somebody does. Some people don't, you don't even notice it. And so um, this aspect of, of, of what we are calling honor the prophet is to notice that oh, we, we've noticed that you did this or you are doing this or you're doing this again and again and again and many things and that is that is one of the first and early stages of honor because most children don't notice what their parents are doing for them till it's all over most most people read out things they noticed that their parents did and suffered for them when their parents are dead they say you did this for us you did this for us we realize that this when we grew up we noticed that this we found out that this and that but it takes uh, a spiritual tone of heart and mind to notice even when you are a child that look something is being done to me and for me that i'm being loved i'm being doted over i'm being cared for i'm being fast over I am being attended to. I'm being told important things. And um, that is very important. And that makes you much, much more mature, even than your age, because you can notice. You see? So it's a, it's a great blessing. And it's quite emotional also because sometimes you hear negative things and then you feel, you find some. There are people that appreciate what is being done. So, that's a blessing. So, thank you. And um, keep noticing even sometimes when the smallest thing is done for you. And it may not be ever be said, but there are many things that parents do that children don't know that they do. But when they are dead, you will know. But death magnifies people's importance. And suddenly the person becomes so great to you and realize how great the person who was with you was. But there's no need to wait till people are dead. It takes an eye. Because when you notice, it will also make you do the same. Yes, it will also make you do the same. So that is a blessing. I bring you greetings from Uga, uh, Rwanda. From, um, where did we go? Madagascar. Central African Republic. Malaysia. I was in Kuala Lumpur to pay my respects to Pastor Prince Gunaratnam, who, who died whilst we, I was in Madagascar, so I couldn't go for the funeral. But my wife was able to go 
to represent me. He was also a father to me. He really, he really loved me. And I also experienced a special love from him. But I noticed it. So on the first time I asked her, why, why is he inviting me? And then all the time he kept on recommending me everywhere. <laughs> yes, I noticed it. He will, he will always choose me. Even when I was not there. So, when he died, he dedicated the Kodesh. When he died, I wanted to go. But I was not able to go. So I went to Malaysia and uh, I met with his wife and the children, the family, and then the whole church staff also were assembled to meet me. So I met with the families and all of them and prayed with them, spoke with them, encouraged them. But I remember him with great um, warmth in my heart. You know, occasionally in your life, you have somebody who takes an interest in you or likes you. I don't know. There's no reason. Don't ever, don't bother with the reasons. <laughs> don't bother with the reasons. But it, if you notice it, you'll be noticing an important thing. Because you may not have more than one or two people in your, your whole life who will notice you and even be kind to you in a, in a particular way. Before he died, for instance, I was invited to Malaysia, Assemblies of God. And he said that from that place when I finished preaching, he's taking me to an island for a holiday. These are the number of days for the holiday. No preaching. These are the days. So I, I, sent, him a, I sent a message that, oh, I'm very grateful. But the, where I was going to preach plus the other one in the Assemblies of God was going to be so long that I can't add the holiday at those days. So he sent a message back. You are coming for the holiday with your wife. And I immediately changed my program. I'm coming for the holiday. And he's gone. He didn't, the holiday didn't come on because he died. Yeah. But that was the relationship that we had. So I, I, I had to go there. That was the relationship that we had. Both he and his wife, they are like, they are like parents to me. So it's a great blessing. And um, God will give you relationships. Yes. Relationships that has no biological. Don't be worried. Some of you are only concerned about 
is he also an Ashanti or an Ewe or is he from Ghana or is he this or is he that? <laughs> but I noticed amen and when my son Joshua got married he hosted them for their honeymoon he said come I'll pay for everything so such a blessing but you see you have to notice you have to notice because people don't notice you know one day I paid for somebody's honeymoon he didn't even say thank you he didn't even notice I had paid for it (laughs) so noticing things is important this person has done something for me but it's not as natural as you may think. And it's a blessing. Because if you don't notice, you see, God may say, oh, oh, I see. You don't, you don't notice anything. You got to notice. And God is going to bless you. Can I have an amen? amen. Well, I think I've already preached, you know, in the first part we had. Yes. But how many feel that God has already spoken to you? Only four people. More people. Oh, yes. I feel that God has already spoken to you. But I want to say thank you all for all the honor. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like the songs because I like them too myself. You know, first love church would not be the same without the music. Oh yes, it will not be the same without the music. Yes. And the songs, it's good that you notice. And like uh, Katie said, you know, when we first started the church, and first love, when we started, I think he didn't come for the first Sunday. I always remember that he he was not there on the first Sunday. And I was asking, they, they told me that, oh, there's somebody called Curtis. And that he's also a singer. I said, hey, that's good. But he came after the next Sunday. I wasn't really expecting him to be serious. Because, you know, he was this type of musical singer, type of like, yeah, he's in demand all over the place. Huh? He was a mass choir director. Wow. A session man. And then after some time, I, f- I realized that he was always around. It was, as the years were going by. So as they were singing here, I was thinking of the stars that we used to have. And I realized that three of them were on stage. Curtis was on stage. Lisa and Justina were there. Yes. And you know what occurred to me? Many are called, few are chosen. And I was thinking, wow. I was thinking, you know, you have to try to be one of those who is able to survive through the years. And it's like you are still around. You know, because things happen. Things happen. This has happened. That has happened. This has happened. That, you know, but it's like you have to overcome. 
even if there's a beast or there's an issue, whose life goes through without a beast? Without issues? Huh? Why do you want an issueless life? <laughs> but plan that God will make you to be one of the people. You see, you have to take pride in that, that I'm still around. Oh, yes. There's up, there's down, there's left, there's right, but I'm here. Ah. Because you see that Satan's aim and vision for you is that you will not be around. Yeah. I say, thank God that you've been around and you survived beautifully. That, that shows something, something important in your character. And sometimes you, you experience the wrongs, wrong things. I was preaching today at the Flow Church service. Don't forget to watch Flow Church service. How many of you watch Flow Church? Some. How many didn't watch? Plenty. So it's on for 24 hours. So you can still watch it. And this morning I preached about God will right the wrongs. God will right all the wrongs. You keep watching. He will right all the wrongs. Because God, if you take one sheep, you, you get four back. When God is correcting the issue... The four is, is how he's going to pay you back. He takes one ox and get five. That's how he will correct things. So, believe in God. Believe in his word. Amen. Today I'm going to preach the shortest uh, preaching that we have ever had. Huh? Oh, yes. My message is called My Dear Heart. My Dear Heart. Everybody say, My Dear Heart. Yes. Your heart. I want to, I want to share with you a bit about your heart. Amen. Now, in the Bible, we have a mention of your heart. Alright? In Luke chapter 1, verse 51, it says, He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. There's always a mention of the heart. Luke 1 and verse 66, it says, And all they that heard them laid up in their hearts. Alright? In Mark 7 verse 21, the Bible says, For from from within, for from within, Mark 7 21, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, Adulteries, fornications, these are physical events, murders, thefts, 
fornications, no covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. Eh. <laughs> all from where? And verse 23, it says, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So the heart and your heart is very important. That is why even the physical heart is said to be important. So I just want you to know that your heart is a very important place in you. Amen. Proverbs 4 verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Out of it are the issues of life. Now, the NIRV says, above everything else, guard your heart. It is where your life comes from. It is where your life comes from. Everything you do comes from it. Everything you do comes from your heart. Everything you do comes from your heart. You see, what I am doing in the ministry, it comes from my heart. What you are doing in your life, it comes from your heart. And so, if you don't want to do certain things, you have to make sure they are not in your heart. Look, look at the verse. I don't know whether you are seeing the verse. Above everything else, guard your heart. Everything you do comes from it. You rarely do anything that doesn't come from your heart, especially the significant things of your life. If you think deeply about committing adultery with somebody, you'll be surprised one day you'll be doing it. Because deep in your heart, you have studied somebody and thought through it over and over and mused over it. That it may go away for some time, but it will come up again and keep coming up and keep coming before you realize one day you are actually doing it. That is why even having certain thoughts, when you see somebody who has had a thought to leave the church, it's worrying. Because the fact that it's, it's has come there, it's, not, it's like it's something that is starting to work in you. That, that even that, that idea has come. Or I'm just thinking of divorcing you. That thought is something that is, you just don't know where it is. So, guarding your heart, it says, everything you do comes from it. Huh? Are you there? I like that version, NIRV. NIV says, above else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. God's word 
All right? God's word translation says, guard your heart more than anything else. Do you have God's word? Why don't you have God's word? Those of you on the machines upstairs, why don't you have God's word? I have God's word. You don't have God's word. It's from the heart, I'm sure. I'm sure it's something in his heart. You don't have God's word translation. Why should I mention at my age a translation and you don't have the translation? You who know computers and all these things. Is that? Are you there? So, how many want to know what the heart is? Because I think as I'm saying, guard your heart. It's like, okay, what is the heart? How many would really like to know? I, I want to just show you in a very simple way what is your heart. Okay? And then it, when I show that to you, we are almost at the end of the, of the message. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. What does it say? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, you believe in thy heart, okay? That God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Okay? This is a, by the way, by the way, everybody should know this verse. Romans 10, 9 and 10, like as a born again Christian. Because you ask, why do you lead people in the sinner's prayer? This is the reason. Romans 10, 9 and 10, that you, you Romans 10, verse 9, if you confess, so we, we let people pray and confess the Lord Jesus. And if they believe with their heart and confess with the mouth, then they shall be saved. So this verse, underline the word saved, it's our key foundation on which we are standing on for the word salvation that will he be saved yes if he believes and he says he will be saved so this is like how somebody can be saved we always use romans 10 9 and 10 how to be saved everybody saved say saved Saved. i can't hear the people in the corner over there say saved you want a screen on your side isn't it okay so saved all right so you can be saved by saying and believing this is why we use romans 10 9 and 10. how can somebody be saved what do you have to do say believe in your heart and say with your mouth then you'll be saved this is directly in the bible verse 10 explains what the heart is it says for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation so the heart is something that you use to believe which means it's something you use to think do you see so apart from the mind you also think and understand with the heart and believe with the heart all right now look at matthew chapter 13 Matthew chapter 13 Do you know Matthew? 
chapter 13 and verse 15, it says, These people's heart is waxed gross, all right? And their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest at any time they should see with their heart and hear with their ears. It's describing what each organ does. See with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. You understand with your heart, which means you think with your heart. So when you are thinking, so I'm thinking about something, you may either be thinking in your mind or thinking in your heart. Are you with me? I don't know whether I'm talking to myself, but I feel maybe this is too much. When, when you say, I'm thinking, you may either be thinking in your mind or thinking in your heart. Because both parts think. But the heart is at the center. And it's actually what you think with your heart that matters. Not as much as your mind. Alright? Are, are you with me? Yes. Your mind matters. But when something is in your heart, then it is really going to affect you. So as for adultery, do you see, or fornication, I want, okay, everybody should sit down. All brothers who it has occurred to you before that it wouldn't be a bad idea, do you see, to please stand up if you are a brother and it has occurred to you before. Like a, a thought has come to you before about fornication. Not sisters, I'm talking of brothers. Are there any brothers who are left sitting down? <laughs> no, because we want to identify any such brothers so that they can lay hands on the rest of us. Paul Bedu. I've not occurred to him before. Even the upstairs people are standing. Oh, yes. Now, shh. But you see, thinking with your mind does not mean you are thinking with your heart. And so you may have thought about it with your mind, but because you have not thought about it with your heart, that's maybe why you haven't done it yet. Look, how many of you have proposed to somebody before and after proposal, you are not yet married. You meet somebody else and you say, Ah, why didn't I wait? Why didn't I wait? So, 
It may be in your head, but it's not in your heart. When you think about it in your heart, then it's becoming something serious. Now, if you think of someone, maybe the person has thought of killing somebody and has thought of it deep in his heart. You see, don't be surprised if the person becomes a real murderer one day. So your heart, you understand with your heart and you believe with your heart. So whenever you are hearing Bible is saying, heart, my heart, my heart, it's like deeply thinking. So sometimes some people, when you offend them, it doesn't even stay in their mind for, let's say, up to Tuesday. It descends straight into the heart. And they say in their heart, you, eh? What you have done, eh? And ladies' hearts are often deeper. So sometimes you see brothers, they are just flowing. But you see the sisters, it's like, no, 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 no. This person, I know what I, I, do, I know what I don't want in my life. I know what I don't want in my life. When they see the person, they close their eyes. They close their eyes and they shake their right leg. Their right leg will be shaking like this. <laughs> and they say, I, please, I don't want any trouble. I know what I don't I know what I don't need in my life. I know what I don't need. The thing has gone deep. So, even in English, and I want the dictionary people eh, to show us what is the heart. Put it on the dic- in dictionary. When you say, uh-huh, put it, bring it back. I don't like it on the floor. Put it back. Yeah. Oh, yes. Find a way of stabilizing it. Yeah. What is heart? Uh-huh. The center. Do you see? Anatomy. A conventional shape. Uh, <laughs> the center. The essence. The core. The core. Do you see? The core. If you say the core of the earth. You can see that for somebody. If you do something. It will go to the core. Yeah. And the person is not normal again. They shouldn't have crossed that person's path at all. So, you have to be careful for anything to be in your heart. How many want to know if something is in your heart? Yeah, I'm going to tell you how to know whether something is in your heart. All right. Sit down because our time is already up. So number one, your heart is important because the Bible says you should guard it. Proverbs 4 verse 23, guard. Now another version says, 
guard your affections. Today's Living Bible. What are you liking? What are you liking? Hey! What are you liking? That girl with the red lipstick who is moving around, moving things all over the place. <laughs> what are you liking? Guard your affections. Number two. Your heart is important because it is the source. It's the source. I tell you, when you do certain things, it was because it was in your heart. All out. No orangu is an orangu by mental thoughts. No, 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 no. It has to be in your heart. You can never do something unless it's in your heart. If somebody takes his father outside to slap him, do you understand? There must be something in the person's heart. It can't be just a thought that occurred to me. Hey, let me slap him. No. There's something that was in you. And you see, the reason why it has come out it was because it eventually got into your heart. So, uh, your thought, the fact that you thought about something is scary. Is what? Scary. That you thought about certain things. Because you're always not sure, has it gone to the person's heart or is it just something that came by? You can't stop a bird from flying overhead. Or even maybe landing on your head for a second. But you can stop a bird from making a nest on your head. And some of you, certain ideas have come to your mind. You look at a man driving by in a new Hyundai. Hyundai Sonata. And you say, ah, if this man picks me, I will go. If this man picks me, I will go. If he picks me, then I will go. And it goes deep in your heart. Until one day, somebody is driving by with a VW. A Passat. And he stops by. He sees you standing there. And you have, in your heart, you have said that. Any man who picks me, who has an air-conditioned car, I will go. And then he picks you. And the first thing he tells you is, Hi, baby. Your face is familiar. Do I know you from somewhere? I saw my name is Marjorie. Marjorie, oh! My auntie is also called Marjorie. It's nice to meet you. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going straight. Oh, I'm also going straight. Two people going straight. And before you realize you are in an Airbnb. I think I'll stop here. This is too much.
Watch your heart. You will never fight about money unless money was in your heart. Yeah. You see, if you work in the bank or in any organization and your drive is so much for money, it will come out at a point. It will come out in the secular work. And it will come out, if you work in the ministry, it will come out. Because that's what it's all about. Learn not to work just for money. But even to do well. You know, if I was to make a drink as nice as Coca-Cola, to make, I don't know what they've done to the Coke, to make it nice up to today. I've been told some things, there are some things in it. I don't know. But you see, they have excelled at making a good, a nice drink. So you you don't have to even think about money. It's being sold still. There's nowhere in the world you you will not ask for Coca-Cola and you'll get it. I don't know who owns it. Do you know who owns it? Every country, there's a Coca-Cola plant. Hmm. So don't aim to make money to do whatever it is that is your vision. Like if you want to write a book, aim to write a good book. Or if you want to preach, aim to be a good preacher. And not to make money. You need money, but those are not good aims. Money aim is, is, is devastating. The Bible said the love of money is the root of a lot of problems. So you have to guard your heart so that the wrong interests don't enter your heart. You see, as I'm ministering, in my heart, there's no politics in my heart. Politics doesn't attract me at all. Some people, politics is in their heart. Politics is inside. But it doesn't attract me I'm I'm more attracted to the work of God. Yes. I can see what they are trying to do, the politicians. And it's an interesting job. But it it is not in my heart. So it's not not something that is coming near me. Because it's just not in my heart. I've thought of it before in the sense of people ask, hey, you can do this, you can do Me? (laughs) Please at all. But I know some pastors who become politicians. Not in Ghana. I know one pastor, he was a pastor of a large church in a certain country. And uh, he left the church and went, I mean, into politics, went, I don't know how far he went, but he went to do economics, a PhD, something. I remember I was on a flight, with KLM flight with him. We were coming from Israel. Huge ministry. He, he just moved into politics. In other nations, I know pastors. Because it may be in their hearts to do something like that. So you have to watch your heart. Because one day you see yourself manifesting and say, wow. Yes. One day a brother was married. This, a pastor's wife was telling me 
She said he married four children. Four children. When the last child, these are his, they are church members in a large church in Tulsa. When the church members grew up, when the children grew up, the husband told the wife, that's it. You know, the last one is gone. That is it. He left her and married another, a man. Who is? That was it. So maybe all along in his heart, there was something like that. And then eventually, he went there. When the fourth, he, he lived as a good family man. And then at a certain stage, then he switched to another thing. That probably was in his, his mind or in his heart. So that's what the Bible says that you should, you should guard your heart like thoughts in you. I mean, look at the book you've bought to read. It should, it should even reveal to you what is in your heart. I mean, think about it. You, you look at the type of book you, you... That's why when people commit crimes, they, they get their iPads and their phones to see what they were Googling. Because you see, you are Googling how to do this, how to make this, how to do this, how, all sorts of things you are Googling. It reveals what is in your heart. I mean, think of the things you Google. Ask your neighbor, what have you been Googling? on my it comes on my it just comes it just comes it comes because you've googled it before and they've seen that you like such things that is why it keeps coming they know hmm so number two your heart is the source of everything Amen. It's the source, number three, your heart is the source of all problems. Yes. All problems. Because the Bible says, out of the heart are the issues of life. So every problem is has come from your heart. You know, sometimes when people want to leave their marriages, when you are experienced, at the point you, you ask the person, why, why do you want so much to leave? Sometimes there's somebody else somewhere. Or even if the person is not there, in their heart there is a picture. There is a picture of something, some utopic, fantastic, Persona. So you see that the conflict. I, I, I will leave. Oh, don't leave. I will leave. Oh, oh don't leave. I will leave. No, no, no. You see, there is some imagination that is there, and when there is somebody like that in your heart, and you are married, it's difficult to stay married because the person you are with. Nobody is impressive, including the person who is in the house with you. 
And the one you have seen in your heart too is also not impressed, only that it has not been revealed to you yet. I think I'm saying too many things. <laughs> Listen. Watch your heart. Oh. Watch your heart. Watch your heart very well. Yeah. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. Some of us have Mercedes Benzes in our hearts. Do you know Mercedes Benz? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a vision deep in you. You will do anything to one day to be in one. Some girls, it's just that white dress and that wedding. Because the curse is deep. The curse that you shall desire a man. Yes. I remember one lady. She said, you don't know my husband. You don't know how bad he is. Bad. Terrible. Bishop, you don't know. You are just preaching is different from what I'm experiencing. Now, the next time I saw she was having a wedding with that bad man. Said, oh, to celebrate the, I mean, whatever, with a white dress. It was a dream. It was in her heart. So with the Mr. Bad, she she still won the white. It was a vision in her heart. That one day I walked down the aisle. What is in your heart? Be careful. Every problem you have is come from your heart. Now, some of you, you've heard, thou shalt not commit this, don't do this, but it is in your heart. And because it's in your heart, it's not going nowhere. We can preach it and say, I've heard. I've heard all that you've said. But deep down in my heart, I know young girls have my weakness. Young girls have my weakness. It seems some people are angry with my preaching. But I'm about to close anyway, so it's not a problem. Your heart influences, number four, influences everything. Number five, your heart is important because that is where life begins. The message Bible says, keep your heart because that is where life begins. It means things begin in your heart. Once it hasn't entered your heart, it hasn't begun. It hasn't begun. It hasn't begun. Now, are you there? I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you something, because I've told you that today is the shortest of all the preaching. Do you know that I was in medical school for seven years? No, seven years because one year was uh, we were off school for revolution. We had a revolution. 
So for the revolution, every university was closed. So we had some time off. That's how come we became seven years. Can you believe that for seven years, eh, this school was never able to take out of my heart my desire for ministry? I mean, from first year when I entered, I started fasting and praying. Eh? When something is in your heart, it's wild. Like, I mean, medical school is a very intensive and difficult school. I studied though anatomy. I dissected a dead body. You, when we entered the room, there were about 20 dead men. There were some women as well. Dead bodies, they were on the tables. They're all of them naked. We entered. The, we didn't even want to enter. They said, come, come. We go around, choose a table, go around. Take the baby out, please. We took around each table. It's a dead body. And I went around with some of my friends. So we were three here, three here, six of us. And I look on the man's chest, there was a plaster. And I look on the plaster and there was, his name was written Cornelius. Yeah. And they gave us knives. Dissect him. We dissected, look. We dissected that guy. <laughs> Till there was an aluta outside revolution. Then the school closed. We came back. We dissect. By the time we finished, eh, I'm telling you how much the training entered us. You can ask people who have been a doctor today. They will tell you that they see that the medicine has not been able to go out. It is deep. Until the last, so, uh, the last part of the, uh, I don't know whether semester or whatever, at the end, after one and a half years of dissecting this guy, it was only left with his leg. When we entered the room, only legs. Leg, 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 leg. We have to dissect the leg. It's not a small thing. Biochemistry. All the chemical reactions that are going on in your body. I studied and chewed them. Even the formula of all the uh, uh, structures of the, of the chemical uh, compounds. I could write all the formula like this. See whatever this goes to this. See, 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 to see, see. You see me writing. As if I'm a professor who was called <laughs> physiology. How the body, the neurological part work, the cardiovascular works, the respiratory system, the reproductive, everything. I learned all up to even anatomy, the diameter of the common biodact, the diameter. Then I studied parasites, parasitology, insects, flies, mosquitoes, worms, the speed at which a simoleon fly, his speed and the angle 
when he's descending to the water, the angle into the water. Huh? It's deep. Which is very bankrupt. Different worms. What gives elephantiasis? Make the leg swollen. Everything I learned it. The treatment. I learned about snakes. That's how come I know about snakes today. I learned snakes in zoology. I can identify, if you put a snake here, I can identify at least the class of the snake. And now I can identify even more details. But even from school, I knew this is a viper. And this is the family. Viperidae. Elapidae. Different types of snakes. I studied botany. Embryology. How the body is formed. How the body is formed in the womb. How some people come out as hermaphrodites. Undescended testes. And other abnormalities which come from the formation of the body. Embryology. It's deep. Is it deep or it's not deep to you? <laughs> oh yes. Pathology. That was another to do with sicknesses and how it affects. So you go to the mortuary and you open a dead person who died of diabetes. And you look inside and see how the diabetes affected the person, how he died. Or if it's uh, tuberculosis, when you open it, we can see. This man died of tuberculosis. When you look at it, ah! So this is what tuberculosis does to each part of the body. Gynecology. Obstetrics. I've delivered babies with my bare hands. I've delivered twins, breach, every type of delivery. Oh, yes. Come with your twins, I'll deliver. I beg you, don't come, please. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but still, they couldn't change me. As soon as I finished, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to serve the Lord. They taught me, ah. I think when something is in your heart, it's very wild. Yeah. That's why you can be in church and money will be in your That's why when somebody wants money, say, be a lay pastor, please. Don't come into ministry. You will bring problems. Find the money and whatever it is you want to achieve, find it. Don't come into the church. It's not in your heart. That's why I'm very wary of sometimes people trying to come into the ministry and say, take your time what is in your heart? Make sure you accomplish what is in your heart. Don't come be a pastor and then later on you'll be fighting about money or about things. Go, go to the secular world and get all those things. Because that's what's in your heart. That's what's in your mind. The heart is a wild place. Once something enters your heart, eventually, if not today, one day you will do it. That's why the Bible says, Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Hmm? How do you know when something is in your heart? And just to end, I, I don't want to continue giving points. How do you know? Matthew chapter 12. Uh, how many want to... Wait, before you go to Matthew 12, do you really want to know... When, but why do you want to know when something is in your heart? 
I'm asking you something. Why do you want to know when something is in your heart? You know that people can have sex with each other, but they are not, it's not in your heart. They don't even do it from the heart. Yeah. They don't even do it from the heart. Just, they're just doing something. Oh, yes. Why, why do you want to know? Why do you want to know what? What is in your heart? Why do you want to know what is in your heart? Because, because we can tell what you are going to do one day. But if we know what is in your heart. Yeah, yeah. If not today, one day, you, you may do it because it's in your heart. Or it is going to go into your heart. Yeah. Do you want to know how to know what is in your heart? Only four people want to know. So, the four, one, two, three, four, see me after church. Yeah. Okay. Matthew twelve thirty-five. Yes. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Now, Before I tell you how to know, I want to also tell you that you don't even know your own heart. Why? Because the Bible says, he searcheth the hearts. The heart is something that is searched. It means that if you don't search, you won't find the things in it. It's it's like some of your rooms. Your room is like a heart. Look at it. He knows, he searches the heart. The heart has to be searched. You have to scramble and check yourself whether what is really in you. Somebody once said to me, he was invited to come into full-time ministry. He said, no, I don't have a job now. I don't want it to be that because I don't have a job, I'm accepting to come into work in full-time ministry. I don't want that. Because I don't want it to be that maybe I was hot or I needed a job, so I've come. I want to be okay. okay. That is something that I'm leaving behind and I'm moving on. That's why sometimes we do such things because you don't even really know what is in your heart. I mean, it's something that you have to search. I mean, some of you, there's $100 in your room, but to find it, it's going to be a project. Yes. Some of you, I tell you, the day you are moving from your house, you will see so many things you, you didn't know you had them. Is it not true? You see clothes you didn't know you had, shoes you didn't know you had, this you didn't know, they were all there. You said, I have to go and buy this, but you have it already. You see people in their houses with expired corn beef. Expired corn beef in their houses. Hidden things that have all expired. Hmm. Okay. So your heart is like a treasure. Amen. Look at verse 36. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account. Amen. Huh. 
Now, give you Matthew chapter, yeah, Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. Let's read from verse 33. What does it say? Make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by the fruit. Verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can you Being evil, speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or the hands write. So, how to know what is in your heart is to watch yourself speaking. Do you see? When you are not guarded. Because out of the abundance of your heart, Can you change the version? Out of the abundance, out of what is in your heart, you one day speak. Yes. Your mouth say everything that is in your heart. Your mouth says everything that is in your heart. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see some people, they they don't like, you have a thought in your mind about maybe this country. Or about this person. But you are not supposed to say. So they say all good things. Then when they are not guarded. By themselves. Then they will make a comment. Then they realize that. Oh somebody from there is even here. And they realize that you have goofed. Then you've been exposed. Because you've made a comment. About people from that place. Only to find out that. One person from there is here. How many have seen that before in your life? Raise your hand. Or maybe about a region. A certain region or any region. You have a mind about people. And you know how it is. Human beings, we have all these minds. But in the heart, that's what you think. Yes. So watch what you, if you want to know what is in your heart, watch it. So if you keep on saying divorce, 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 divorce. It's probably entered your heart coolly. Yeah. Money, 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 money. It's probably in your heart. Yeah. What you talk naturally. One pastor was discussing how much money he's going to get. Actually, we will get this amount. We'll get this. We will get this. I thank God that many times. When God has blessed me with certain things, I'm often surprised because I was not expecting anything. Often it's a surprise. Often it's a surprise. Ah, what is this? It's a surprise. If money was in my heart, you would know it is in my heart. You, even my preaching, at a point you see that it's always coming somewhere. Yeah. It, it will come up. So watch your heart. Guard your heart. Yeah. I believe eventually you will do what is in your heart. There are some people who are lay people, but their heart is full-time ministry. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, they, 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 they may cross over. Because it has been in their heart for a long time. They just, that's what they are. Or maybe they are working somewhere, but their heart is something else. Yes. So I want to encourage everyone this Sunday, honor your prophet. If you are honoring your prophet, honor from your heart. Don't honor with just lips, but deep in your heart. You don't, you don't shout and sing and clap because people are doing it. But in your heart, like what we are seeking to teach all of us, notice, notice things. When I went to my daughter's school, I don't mention the name of the school, but it starts with a W. And I was surprised when they, they sang the song to the headmistress. Dear, I don't know whether they call her teacher. Dear headmistress. Because the headmistress comes to speak to them every morning. You know, when I was in secondary school, I don't know if I saw the headmaster. <laughs> I don't know if I saw my headmaster. I may have seen him once, but I wouldn't know him. I don't even remember his name. But in that school, whose name begins with W, she comes and she speaks to the, children, the girls every day. She tells them, you are good girls. You are going to be great. You don't need this. You don't need uh, whatever. I don't want to say what they say they don't need. <laughs> and then they sang this song. It says, it's a song from the school, not from this church. It was from that school I heard it, and I thought to myself, wow, this is a good song that they are singing to their headmistress. Dear teacher, precious to us, exactly these words. Your efforts are seen by us, and we are just saying thanks. The headmistress, they, sang, they sing it to her. Dear teacher, precious to us. My mother-in-law is a teacher. She had a sticker on her car. And the sticker said, if you can read this, thank a teacher. If you can read this, thank a teacher. Yeah. She had a sticker on her car. All the years I knew her, she had a sticker. If you can read this, thank a teacher. Dear teacher, precious to us. Your efforts are seen by us. They are noticed. And we are just saying thanks. Just saying thanks. I think it's a good thing. Wherever an effort is made for you, notice it. And notice the great efforts that are made for you, for whoever. And let it be from your heart. Because if ungratefulness and wickedness is in your heart, you may sing the song, but one day, you manifest a certain wickedness and somebody say, is it you? You what was done for you? And how you've been cared for? Can you speak these words? Because it was in your heart. Not gratefulness. So I pray, when you go home to your father, your mom, or anybody who's cared for you, some of you, 
you are being looked after by someone who is not your mother or father. And do you know the thoughts that are in your mind are that, eh, it's like they don't, I'm not really part of this family. They don't really teach me well. And it's like, as for me, they, they, don't, they don't, I'm an outsider. I'm just a, an afterthought and whatever. <sighs> you see, it's, it's an orientation. You're going to turn out to be ungrateful one day. Yeah. But if God blesses you to be with somebody, you should be such that the person will take you as a biological child. The person will say that, this is my mother. This is the person that look after me. Or this is my father. Even though he's not called by my name. I'm not called by his name. The person has made great effort to accommodate me and add me to the family. Please, don't be some way. Don't be some way. Don't be some way. Don't be some way. Let good things go into your heart. And watch your heart. Keep your heart with diligence. Because Charlie, if something bad goes into your heart, you become some way one day. And you wonder, this is a good person. Look at what he has become now. It's not nice. If you've been cared for by anybody, or somebody has even given you money, or a gift, or even any kind of a help, be grateful. I pray that you notice it. Oh, yes. You may not know what the person has been able to give to you. But be grateful. And be grateful in your heart. Yeah. Stop thinking in the negative way. That, ah, look at what they, they gave me. Even the chicken is smaller than the chicken she gives to her son. How do you measure the size of chicken? I'm just asking you, have you weighed it? Did you weigh the chicken in your plate and the chicken in his plate? But you see, you are already oriented. My rice is smaller. And I can see that he didn't give me salad because he wants the son to live long with vitamins, but salad was left out of my plate. I don't think it's nice. I don't think it's nice. Yes. You know, I went to preach in a certain country. We had a, a crusade. Are you listening? Yeah. I don't know whether I'm talking to the... I, I, I don't know whether I should be on this side or on that side. Yeah. I went to preach in a certain country. And after the crusade, we had a meeting with the pastors. Now, as we were meeting with the pastors, one of the pastors stood up and said, yes, we, we thank you for the crusade. You know, but there are certain things that we want to also say that we think would have been better if you had done it like that. So then he spoke, he was standing with his jacket, he was speaking so many things. And when he finished, I said, okay, thank you for your contribution. We are going to consider all that you've said so that we will improve on the next occasion. The next day, I was leaving. I went to the airport. And I met some of these same, the senior most people. But not the one who had given that speech. And the others. So we went to sit in the VIP lounge. I was just sitting there. Suddenly, they started to speak with... Uh, they are, no, they are, they are language, but in the English that they couldn't speak. Then they knelt down. He said, yesterday, whatever was said, we are not part of it. 
No. What was said? <laughs> we are not part of we we appreciate we appreciate your coming. I was grown people that are older. So for what you've done in this country and you've been here and ministered, please forgive us anything that has been said here. We are so we are not part of it and we are sorry. For, they were all these grown up, they were all knelt down in the VIP lounge. You see, they are spiritual people. They detect that something has been done. We spent a lot of money to come there to preach, giving books, this, that, different things. But they were spiritual people. They knelt down in the airport because it was an enclosed room. Please! Thank you. We are not part of anything that was said. You know, because even, just even, that is not just thank you, but there's some type of talking. It's something. You are in somebody's house is looking after you and you are measuring the salad and the size of the chicken. And you are talking about bread was given you and money was given, less was given, this and that. It's horrible. It's horrible. Horrible. Please, let us be careful. Because what is in your heart, one day you'll be shocked that you manifest something that is written in a book. And you wonder how you got there. But you got there, I'm explaining to you now, because it was in your heart. And you didn't listen when I said, be afraid of things when they are in your heart. You should not like. I, I, I don't want politics. I've never entertained it. Politics, money, business. I don't collect money from any business. Nothing. I don't do business. Nothing. I don't want it. I'm afraid of all these things. Oh, yes. Watch your heart. Be careful. Certain comments reveal something that is dangerous in your heart. I don't know whether I'm saying too many things today. Yes. And I pray that God will bless you with a good heart. And that your heart will be good. And that when I say your heart, I mean your thinking, that the deep part of your thinking, the, the conscious and the unconscious. Do you know that there are medicines they give you when they interrogate? They give you medicines for, for you to speak the inside of your heart. Yeah, they have medicines and you'll be there. Then you'll be saying things that you are thinking and they'll be listening. They can pull out from inside what you're really thinking. Hmm. And you reveal your heart. So I, I believe that God is giving everybody a good heart. Oh, yes. A good heart. And it only takes a good heart to notice. Yes. When I was sitting here, tears were coming to my eyes as I was watching. My pastor, Prince Gunaratnam, who died, his wife told me, he said, every message you sent, I'll read it to him. I sent him a message on his birthday. He was no more speaking. So when I I told him that meeting him is one of the highlights of my life. Ministry. Being loved by him. And he said that he could not speak, but he started to cry on his bed. And somebody will say thank you and notice what he is. He never gave me money. I don't need money from him. 
Yeah, it's not about money. For you, it's only money. No. May you be a good child, though. May you notice the great effort that is done for you. I hope all the children of people are here who are listening to me. Every child. We are all children. Yes. I'll never forget that day in the airport. As I said, three or four, the senior most pastors of the, they just knelt down in front of me, speaking their language mixed with English, whatever they could have. We are sorry. Anything. And I, had, I was forced to uh, speak, hear their language. I had to interpret it. We were speaking the French. I couldn't know what they said, but I, they, 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 they didn't want anything like there's something wrong with what you came to do. Just thank you. Just thank you. Just thank you. May your heart be filled with just thank yous and thank yous and appreciation. Not from your lips and your mind, but from your heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand up to your feet. We've closed. Father, we are grateful for today and a great opportunity that we've had to love you, to serve you, to be in this service. Thanks a million for all you've done for us. We are grateful. We thank you. Just lift your hand and thank God. Every young person who has been given an opportunity, lift your hands and thank God. Father, thank you for this opportunity and this grace and love you showed us today. We are grateful. We are thankful. We love you. In the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thanks a million for all you do and all you show. Lay your hand on your heart. Let me pray for your heart. Father, Give us good hearts. Give us good hearts. Give us good hearts. Give us good hearts. We will love you. We will serve you. We will honor you. Now, let every evil seed in any heart be dissolved right now and disappear forever. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May you be free. Lift your hand and thank God for giving you a good heart, a good spirit. We love you, Father. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe, I don't know, somebody invited you, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand like this and come to me in the front here. God bless you. You want to give your life to Jesus? I don't know. Maybe somebody invited you, but you want to be born again. We are just closing. We are closing now, but I want to pray for anybody here who wants to give your life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your hands and come to me in the front here. I'm praying with you at this very moment. This is your chance now to give your heart and your life to God. Come. You know, as I'm even saying this, I realize that you can say you've given your heart, but you didn't give your heart. Maybe you gave your, just your mind. 
That's why sometimes when we are doing the sinner's prayer, I say, let's all just pray it again. Should in case, maybe it was only your mind you gave, but not your heart to Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Come, 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 come. Where Jesus is calling, his grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. It will provide your healing. Come running to that mercy seat. Let us pray. Say this prayer with me, those of you who've come. Say, lift your hands like this. And say, Lord Jesus. Let's all join in. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Take my heart. Take my life. Take my everything. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. I want you to follow our pastor Gideon over here. You see the follow me sign? Just follow him. He's taking you all the way to heaven. Amen. Wow. What a blessing. You may be seated. Um, communion at this time. Take your holy communion if you have it. Um, take the bread. Father, you can stand up again if you are ready. And I believe you are ready now. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give, uh, to receive the body of Jesus Christ. May your blessing rest upon us as we receive this body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Now, the blood. May everything that has blocked you from receiving the blessings of God by means of sin and mistake be washed today through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Place your hand on your body. I want to pray for healing. Father, may there be healing of every type, for every child, for every person. Let healing come to every life in a special way. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Let plagues, diseases, cancers, wickedness, wicked diagnosis, wicked diagnosis be rebuked today in the name of Jesus by the blood of the Lamb. Receive life. Receive health. Receive deliverance from the grave by the power of God. And everyone watching online receive the grace of healing, the power of God, power of God. Wherever you are, be healed. I pray for you. I pray for healing. I pray for healing. I pray for all of us in this room. I pray for healing. Father, let your face be lifted up over us and your mercies be extended to everyone. We thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, 
and by the broken body of Jesus we are healed and by his blood we are forgiven thank you thank you thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray and now the Lord bless you the Lord remember you the Lord make you grow up into a fruitful vine the Lord calls you to be an honorable child may you also be honored and celebrated may you not have orangus and wicked men surrounding you but may you be surrounded by faithful lovers and appreciative people all the days of your life the Lord remember you and help you the Lord fight your battles for you the Lord neutralize the curse in your life and the Lord quench and judge all enemies that lift up their horns against you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth be healed I said be healed let me hear your loudest amen be healed be healed be healed be healed be blessed in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.